All right, everybody, welcome to Film for Thought, a film show, a film podcast by film students for film students. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Ardizabal, and yeah, welcome to our, our new studio. This is, um, yeah, this is my dorm. It's, it's just my dorm. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, probably where most of the film for show episodes are going to be happening from now on. Uh, for those just listening in audio, it's just me and my dorm. And uh, today I have Maya Lewis. Hey, I'm Meaty Claus. <laughs> uh, Maya's been on a couple episodes before, <laughs> and and yeah, we thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I was recently on uh, Maya's podcast, uh, Maya and Sam on the phone. That's it. <laughs> just plugging, subtle plug. <laughs> subtle plug. Check it out. <laughs> But yeah, um, on today's episode, I sort of wanted to discuss mainly women in the industry because uh, I was inspired by two things in particular. Mainly, do uh, you know who Whitney Cummings is? No. She She's a stand-up comedian. She's a very well-known uh, female stand-up comedian, and um, she has this podcast called um, Good For You. Okay. And I was listening to it recently, and she was talking with another. Oh my bad. Uh, she was talking to another female comic about uh, sort of like like you know like the Me Too stuff and everything that was happening like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about all that, and it was, I don't know, like, and she was talking to another person that was in this industry. I think it was Olivia Munn, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. You know who she is? <clears throat> no. Uh, you know the newsroom. Yes. Okay. She was uh. She was in the newsroom. Okay. She played... She was also on the X-Men. She did something else, but I can't remember exactly what it was. I probably know the face. She's like a B-list actor, honestly. Okay. I mean, not in a bad connotation. She's like, I mean, well-known, but like not Will Smith level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Why Will Smith? (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. Like, in... Like, how can... She, like, readily know. But... That's besides the point, and I mean to offend Olivia Munn's career. <laughs> um, no, like, and they were talking, they got, like, a very serious, in-depth conversation on, like, how hard it is in, in the industry. I mean, and, I mean, they're especially talking about, like, women of color and how, I mean, difficult it is to, I mean, overcome sort of, like, the adversaries that uh, have been, like, present in the industry. Because, like... Yeah, the industry is more diverse in now than it was, for example, ten years, ten maybe ten twenty years from now from ago, but it. I mean, it still has sort of you know those same like values that it did before. Yeah. <clears throat> um. It's probably true. <laughs> I would say. Like I, I, I was just thinking about um. I was looking at some other statistics for, you know, like different ethnicities and people who work as, you know, like writers in Hollywood and stuff like that. I know writers are already always predominantly white. Yeah. And, and I mean, I didn't, I knew they were predominantly white just because like Hollywood in general is predominantly white, but I didn't know it was that big of a gap. Oh, it was, yeah, it was like big. a massive, massive gap. Like writers in Hollywood there, it was like. 89% or 89 or 92% oh. were white. <clears throat> oh, 
damn that's yeah bad. <laughs> yeah that was it, it's it, it was very bad and i mean i specifically saw it because uh like writers in hollywood I, I feel like this was specifically for shows or like people who work uh consistently for different production companies mm-hmm. they the latino margin it was 0.7 percent yeah, it's really interesting because actually like you have a you have I think the most diversity usually happens on screen because everyone like people complained about it and then they you turn on Netflix or you turn on the TV and if you start seeing more black and brown faces <clears throat> Are, Asians are not brown. What do we? I don't want to say yellow because that is offensive. <laughs> I'm half Asian, so just saying. But like, I don't know what to say. But you know, black and brown and Asian people, <clears throat> um, that are not black and brown. But yeah, you see more like representation on screen. But then I guess because no one, the average consumer is not paying attention to what's happening beyond the screen. Like if you go to set, it's like all white people, and most people don't know that. So. Yeah, there's more representation on the on screen, but there's none of it behind the camera and so virtually none of it. So it's just interesting because you have all of these like interesting stories being presented on screen, but who are they being written by? And they're being written by like white people. And like one that one token black person that they could go to for like, hey, I mean, how would you say this, you know? <laughs> yeah, Stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> it's i mean it's really hard to evaluate um i feel like we learned a lot about this maya and me took a class uh last semester it was called black life on screen by a professor you did not like personally did not like the class but <laughs> but i mean i personally learned a lot about about that specifically because i i mean before coming to film school or before like you know getting into college and just actually you know getting in like to be my tone to the industry and in that way I didn't realize I was also the average consumer. I was like, I was like, well, it looks to be like there is diversity on screen, yeah. but it is because people complained and just, I, I mean, I didn't think like, I thought like, well, if there's a black person on screen and it was representing something, some type of, you know, black culture or something like that. I, you know, I, my mind automatically assumed, you know, somebody from the same cultural background wrote the story and, or you know was behind the scenes like directing it and all these things because there's a certain level of understanding you have to have with the story not necessarily um you know the exact same cultural experience but at the Mm -hmm. same time there has to be some overlap in order for you to be able to understand yeah i mean oh i guess like for example i saw this yesterday i'm not watching this movie but um mulan came out and it's super you know there's so much asian you know have you seen great wall with matt damon no, but I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Okay, yeah. So it's like that one, he's Chinese, but he's white. So, <clears throat> and then everyone else is like Chinese and they're defending Great Wall, whatever. And so Mulan, the live action, there was a lot of scrutiny about, you know, are you going to have Asian actors? Are they going to be Chinese? Like, what's the point? You know, <clears throat> everyone's like really takes that stuff, that sort of thing seriously because representation, it matters. So thankfully they had an Asian cast, but there was issues, obviously. Yeah, definitely. With that, there was definitely a lot of issues. A lot of issues with that. <laughs> However, the entirety of the production team, almost like the and the I, people behind. The, I mean, I don't know. I don't know as much <clears throat> like for the people who were working on behind the scenes. Like I don't know the director or nothing, uh, but I do know production team is white. 
Production team was white. Oh, it was white? Yeah, they're white. Oh, shit. And most of them are white. Production. So you have, like, that's it's a classic example. If you have all the representation, the main actress is Chinese. She's Chinese. And <clears throat> a lot of the actors are Chinese. Most, all of the, everyone's Asian on screen. But if you go behind the camera, you have, like, all, you have, like, Wilson, all these, like, white names. It's, they're white. So it's really interesting. Also, that movie, there's, like, so much controversy with that. You know they thanked the concentration camps yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's some of the reason I just did not want to, because, like, I saw that all that because of the concentration camps that they had, like, and it was so close. It was, like, five kilometers away from where they were shooting. They were like, thank you for keeping the lovely people detained so that we could film our movie. And I was like, oh, I saw that. I was like, I cannot believe this. Cannot believe this. Yeah, Like, no. like it, this is, like... <laughs> yeah. I was like, how did they think they were going get, to get away with this? <clears throat> cannot watch it. But, yeah, no, that's... I'm not going to watch it just because, of, you know, it's... No. No. It's not happening. Even though I really love Mulan, but it's not. I got the cartoon. I love Mulan. Mulan, I, love Mulan. I think it was my favorite like Mulan's Disney my movie. Pr- my favorite. Up. Mulan one and two, so good, so good. There's Strong women one? leads. Yeah, there's a second one. It's I didn't know there's a second one. It's great. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but yeah, classic example of how there's like no representation below the line. So, but it's, I mean, it's also above the line. It's just like strictly on people in front of the camera. That's true. Yeah, actually, you're right. Because like so the, that's the, the problem. Because the problem is well, you know, that you there actually... isn't there isn't a diversity like above the line. There isn't. Yeah. Because like if the director, the screenwriter, and the producers are all white, then you know there's, the the story they're gonna make for something really into black culture, Latino culture, Asian culture, something is just gonna be completely morphed into something that isn't <clears throat> what it should be in a sense. Well, you know, to quote Wells Fargo, there wasn't enough black people. In the talent pool to take from, and that's why we don't have the representation oh that we God, need. Me in my roommate, where he told me about the Wells Fargo thing, and it was like, I was like, who said that? And it was like, oh, the CEO. The CEO, <laughs> bro. I, yeah, we were playing Among Us, and I heard you talking about it. <laughs> but I don't know. It's so. It's so scrutinizing. It's, really... or it's I mean, like personally. I I do want to, I mean, ideally everybody who gets in film wants to do something above the line, just do like creative work in general. But I never saw myself as being an actor or like, I never, never wanted to act. Definitely want to learn how to act just to be able to, you know, like relate to actors if I'm directing or something. But I never personally wanted that. And then I saw like all these statistics of like, I don't know, only 0.5, uh, 0.7% of all writers and TV shows in Hollywood are Latino and you know, you have to go through, like, all this scrutiny just because, like, most of them are white. And it's just, like, you just, like, there's so many, like, hurdles you have to come across. And and this is the main reason why I want to talk about women in the industry. Because uh, Whitney Cummings, uh, the the female comic that I was telling you about that has the the podcast that I was listening to. I mean, she's a, she's a producer. And she writes. And she was, and she's, like, done network television shows. And she was talking about like the scrutiny that she has to face, and like in 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 not like direct sexism, I would say not like oh you're women you're you know you can't have a show, but it's it's she was talking about like the subtlety of it. Oh, yeah. it was like the support for what she's doing, and she the the, the show I can't remember the exact name of the show. I'm gonna have to look that up in a bit, but uh, the show she was making it was she got it picked up before like all the feminist movement got really big 
and before like a Me Too movement started happening. And I mean, she all of the negative reviews she was getting was all based on her appearance. It wasn't. It wasn't based on. By the way, the people who were criticizing. What does she look like? I mean, she's a very pretty woman. Well, no, is she like dark skin? Does she have like natural? No, hair? no, no. no. Like... She. I'm pretty sure she's half Asian. I could be mistaken. Um, but she. I mean, she's looks fairly white to be completely honest. It's what she looks like. Oh, okay. And. On her appearance, oh, she made she's two like girl, a white woman. Two broke girls. That's the shows. Oh, yeah, oh, exactly. I know exactly who that is. She okay. made two broke girls, and uh, the show that she show. was being scrutinized. Oh, was, I watched that stand up. Yeah, the, I know who she the is. show that was being scrutinized was I think it was Whitney yeah, or Whitney. Uh, some. I'm pretty sure it was Whitney. Yeah, but the thing is that show happened like before everything got really popular, and like I mean, main social media sort of, not social media. It's like it just became more common to like support women more openly. Like if you didn't, you it was seen bad as it should be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she was saying like every like the critics, like film critics or TV critics that normally you know judge stuff. Or, like, if it was a man doing that show, and if it was, like, called, like, Brian, and, like, this dude named Brian had the show, it would be based on, you know, the <laughs> merit the merit of the production, the writing, the stuff like that. But because she made the show, and she was a woman, and it was made in 2013, or 2011 to 2013, it was all based on her appearance. Yeah. All, the, all, these, all these reviewers were, like... You know she's not pretty enough. This and this and that, and it was just so just negative and like toxic. So odd. Yeah, no, no one talks about little Dicky's appearance in Dave. So, <laughs> I mean, well, it is twenty twenty, but no one does that. That is unfortunate. You know, I will say like, uh, I don't really work on set that much, but I don't think anyone's directly being rude. But there's a lot of like. Let me like explain this to you just so that like I understand that you get it. And I'm like, yes, I get it. And it's like, there's a lot of like, let me just make sure you understand like you exactly think, what's being said. I mean, from your personal experience, do you feel like you get that from like being a novice or like just like being new to the industry? Do you feel like you get like, no, 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 you get, like can... an extra layer of that just because like they see like no, no, no. Like, I think there's a difference between like let me tell you like let me show you the ropes of how to do something that i understand like i work walk on set it's like you don't know what you're doing let me tell you what you're doing um yeah i think i had someone come up to me um doing what was i doing ncis or something maybe i don't know i did like ncis for three days or something like that you do pa work um i was like working with locations um like not directly but i was working with i hung out with locations and locations people are great but um someone's still my friend from locations so but i i think i had someone come up to me and i don't have a like a walkie or anything because i wasn't on the team like i wasn't hired from by ncis like john asked me Yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah so i went on and i was doing whatever and i don't really have to do anything you just like circle and you don't do anything unless someone tells you to do something so yeah you don't have anything to do but i've had people like i had someone just come up to me and they were like yeah you know like why don't you have you know like a like a walkie and i was like oh no like i work you know through loyola with that and then they were just like 
oh, okay, well, like, you need to, like, go. And I was like, no, 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 like, I was told to, like, be here. And then they were like, oh, like, are you sure? And I was just like, why is there all of this, like, questioning happening? Yeah. Um. You- there's a lot of just, like, I don't think, I don't know, it was just a certain tone, too. So, you know, when someone's just talking to you versus when someone's talking to you like this, it's like, okay, wait. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a... <clears throat> Like you, there's a subtle teen condescension. There's a, there's like a subtle condescension. So it's just kind of like, you know, that could have just been his demeanor, but it could have also just been like, I'm, why are you mansplaining what I'm here to do? Plus you didn't hire me. So you don't know what my position is and you can't tell me what I do or don't do here. So. I mean, for the, can you sort of explain what you're doing or at least the process for the people who don't exactly know what locations does? Oh, so what locate locations finds the location and then they stay on site. Um, so like, I don't know if like a vent is making too much noise or something, they'll go check out the vent and then go contact someone and like fix the vent or whatever. Or they'll be like, Hey, there's any, if there's a a problem on the location with the physical location, then you location gets called like oh like the room we put makeup in is way too small locations can you like find another room for them to go to then locations does that sort of thing so we just kind of stay on site and just oversee it so you don't really have to do anything but you do kind of work with every single department because everyone is on the location yeah i mean like it's sort of (laughs) overseeing making sure that everything you know is up to par in that way yeah usually like the one of the more earlier people to show up on site when you go to work and you leave late. So, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's been that. And then I think there's been, like, a couple of times where, like, I felt like I wasn't being listened to. And I was just like, I don't. You uh, you, <clears throat> you were telling me you had that experience with that actor. I'm not going to say his name, but you had an experience with an actor. and I felt like, from what you were telling me, it sounded very subtly sexist honestly because of how he was treating you yeah just you know you know what i'm talking about yeah i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) okay just making sure still upset we'll never watch his movies again but um yeah no uh yeah it's there's like subtle things it's just i don't know i think sometimes men feel like you know women don't have as much authority or women don't belong there or you know you're a person of color then probably even more so so i think there's like a strict hierarchy like it's like we're not going to listen to women period but like if it's a white woman you know we're more likely to listen if it's like a lighter skinned woman we're more likely if it's a darker skin it's just like there's a hierarchy there so but it's also i don't feel like it's sort of like it's just so like entrenched like psychologically into or like subconsciously into the industry and how that like sort of higher like you know, like a racial hierarchy. Like yeah, I mean, I think it's there really pretty much up. in every single component of life. I, I mean, true, say. true. Yeah. Um, but it's, there's, I mean, at least from what I, you know, my experience, like, Your I, experience as a woman. <laughs> not, that's not where I was going, but, <laughs> but like, uh, I mean, like my experience being exposed to black culture in the United States, mm-hmm. living abroad, you know, yeah, like, um, like the way I was saying, like, I, I was a consumer, uh, like I didn't, I automatically thought it was a, if I was watching a movie or something of you know black culture, like black people on screen or stuff like that. I'd automatically assume that the people working behind the camera would also have that cultural background, like I was saying. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, I sort of came to realize how 
it, it it is in that way and i mean i feel like that's why it's so particular yeah because it it is this same way and like practically every other business there is yeah but i mean there's a certain just like hypocrisy to it because they put actors in front of the screen and they just i don't know it's well, like it's racial all, it's, it's all very like, i don't know how it's to... all just very performative i feel like now i will say that you know in recent years you have more prominent black uh like directors and producers who like ava duvernay and like jordan peele, jordan peele. and stuff like that so you have um <clears throat> more people who care about that sort of thing because you also have like black creators who don't really care about that sort of thing so they'll just work exclusively almost with white people or they won't hire black people to work with them or they won't extend opportunities just so they're also part of it for some reason and you also have black because you know even then like a lot of the people are male so it's like then you have there's just a lot of like we don't look at black women and other women of color as you know the same on the same tier or you just automatically you kind of like automatically don't consider because you consider people who look like you so if you're a man you're probably looking at other men me as a woman look at other women sort of thing so <clears throat> you're just like not considered usually and you can do the same amount of work even maybe sometimes better you might have the same amount of ex- experience or you might have to have and like in a lot of times you have to have more experience and you have to like literally be like this is what i can do in order for people to be like oh okay because they won't just you just walk up and you're like, hey, man, like, can I have this job? They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are your credentials? Like, what can you do? Like, hold up. Like, why? There's a lot more scrutiny. You just you have don't. to really, like, you know, because there used to be, like, I think my dad, who grew up, like, during segregation, used to say, like, okay, he's not dead, so he still kind of says it. But <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, in order for you to get noticed, you have to do twice the amount of work as white people. And I don't subscribe to that because fuck white people. But... Um, I understand because you have to do so much more to get noticed and to get taken seriously. You have to have so many credentials. Sometimes they're like, oh, you're overqualified. It's like, what does that mean? So there's just a lot going on there with that. Yeah. I feel like. But I mean, I, the main reason why I asked you to, I mean, come on and I want to talk about this topic specifically or like race and like, you know, like gender on screen and mainly was because of like the comments that uh Whitney comments on her podcast and also in relation to race um where Maya Maya and me are working on a short film right now for uh, a class which I'm really excited about but um yeah we had to Hint. we had to start doing casting for for the movie <clears throat> and I mean especially like reading those statistics about writers and I mean I personally want to be a screenwriter and that's what Personally I want to do for want to be a producer, so, so it's sort of it's it was sort of overwhelming to see that and to picture, picture like you know I'm gonna have to go through a lot of obstacles to be able to overcome that mm-hmm. and I like and I mean in in the project we're doing I just I I mean I just completely don't want to don't want for race to be a thing because we're we're starting to do casting and our producer asked me like what are we looking for on these two characters uh um a uh the one of the protagonists and has his uh sister and they they're like oh what do they look like what's their race um sort of what's your 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 (laughs) your image of them and i was like i don't want to give uh like i just really didn't feel like i wanted to give like a description of like what they look like because i i feel like 
And do you feel like we all sort of have personal biases of like we would choose people that look like us or like we grew up around or like people that look like people we grew Mm -hmm. grew up around just because like you're familiar with that type of people, I think. And and I don't want for that to be like a bias for me to have. So I just sort of I just said like just do open casting, just making sure that those people like sort of look similar just to make sure they look sort of related in that way. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't want to limit anybody's ability to being able to act for the project that we're doing because like i just i'm sort of starting to understand how much scrutiny actors and like people above and below the line have to go through in order to get the jobs that you know yeah. mainly are directed towards just white males you know i also think like living here for as long as because i've lived here like all my life. here's new orleans here's Louisiana, by new the way. orleans but i guess like the u.s so um, I was, you know, race did, wasn't a thing for me until I was like maybe 10. So until then I was a kid, so I didn't know, but I used to really, really read books a lot. I read like Harry Potter. I read Lord of the Rings. I read like all the Percy Jackson. Like I like reading, I read all, the, all of these books. I'm pretty sure all of those characters are white and you have it in the description. Like you have Harry has like green eyes and dark uh, black to brown hair. And like you have Percy Jackson who has like messy hair and like fair skin. So, you know, they're all white. And so whenever I read, unless there is a description provided as to what the person already looks like, unless they're, you know, like their name is like Fei Chin or something like, like, you know, unless there's any sort of like hint as to what they look like if their name is just percy jackson in my head the default character is just white (laughs) like every time like every single time so when i read your script i didn't even think about that so i read your script like uh sarah in my head was saoirse ronan and then i the other guy i thought was old but he actually isn't so he just there's just nothing there's just like a man's figure there and like a, a suit and like a cane and it's like all i see but yeah, in my head, which I've been trying to, like, undo, because people can look like anything. And, you know, it's also really cool reading something and then seeing, like, what they look like. But, um, yeah, because all of the characters I grew up with are white. And all the movies I watch, like, most of them are white. And um, unless they're, like, ex- like you know, Spike Lee, which is, like, pretty much all I watch. But, <clears throat> and then, like, gangster movies that my dad really liked. But, um, yeah, most of everything that I liked as a kid, like Coraline and stuff, they're all white. And so, yeah, in my head, anytime I read anything, it like, default, it's just, like, a white person. <laughs> which I hate because white people are, like, considered the default character for, like, the U.S., which is unfortunate. Even though it's, like, so many different types of people here. Which is why representation is important. But also, it's it's outside of the U.S. Because I, I have the same thing. Because, like, the U.S. is just such a... It just exudes like culture exudes like and it like tr- like it trickles down to every country. You yeah, know, it's like, true. Like uh, especially like movies like Hollywood stuff like that. Just it just has such a far outreach. I have the same thing. Like when I was writing this group, that's I I like I was I was like that's what I was picturing. I was automatically picturing people that look white people look white or that are light skin. And I I mean I obviously didn't. It it's it's not it wasn't inherent it wasn't uh, out of place of malice it was just like sort of a custom yeah. like I personally I didn't grow up reading like Percy Jackson or Harry Potter my sister did but I grew up more with uh, sort of comic books and stuff like that well they're white too yeah and, and that's <laughs> the thing that's that's the thing like all you know like 
you know, I love Stan Lee, but like Stan Lee, uh, Steve Ditko, Bob Kane, all, all these guys that sort of made and built the industry from the ground up. Yeah. They're all white. Everyone that you see is Definitely usually they, white. They have like sort of, I mean, like the X, like how Stan Lee like made the X Men about like, you know, like different problems that you face, like with racial discrimination and like, you know, like with sexual identity and stuff like that. But the thing is, it was very subtle. And like, even then, they're all white. Yeah, and they're the, all they're, white. It's like you can see a raster of like all this, these heroes and everything. It's like they're predominantly white. <clears throat> and the, at least when I grew up reading comic books, that's normally yeah. what I had. You know, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. Exactly. And everything, everything that sort of I was looking at was all these sort of white characters. Like what? We had like Cyborg from Teen Titans. Yeah, like... And I've, I just found out Jinx is, like, black or something. or it, No, Indian. She's Indian. She has brown skin. Jinx from Teen Titans. <clears throat> she... Did you ever play the game? No, I mean, did you watch Teen Titans? You watched Teen yeah, Titans, watched right? Teen Titans. Yeah, Jinx is the girl, the gray girl with pink hair. Oh, she has wait. The she's Raven. She's not Jinx. No, 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 no. Raven is on the team, but she, there's an enemy... And her name is Jinx, and she has pink hair, and it's, like, in horns. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. So she's Indian in the comics, in some of the comics. She's, like, brown-skinned with, like, electric blue hair, and, like, she still has pink eyes. But I mean, I don't, like, especially when it comes to, like, okay, in the Teen Titans, you have, like, Starfire. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, she's, she's from a different planet, yeah, but, like, she has, like, orange skin. Yeah. She basically looks like a white person with a bad time. Yeah, well, actually, there's versions of Starfire that are black. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the new yeah. show, in the new show. But th- th- this is the thing. If you, if you, I mean, yeah, I, no. I don't know who's working behind the scenes. I don't know who's directing and who the writers are. But if I had to put a, put money on it, I'd say they're all white. Oh, yeah, of course. They're, they're all they're white, all guys. white, of course they are. But, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they made they made Raven black and uh, for the TV show. Jinx. No. Wait, Raven's black? Not Raven, sorry, Starfire? Starfire. Yeah, Starfire. They and then and that's and that's pretty much about it. Yeah. So uh, are, I just, mean, there's also a lot of outcry whenever like characters that you grew up with that are like one race or color because it's usually cartoons are like suddenly a different. Yeah. Color. Like when a black, uh, especially not, when it's like cartoon or like anime, because like there's such yeah. you know it, it, it can so vary so much over that. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Some, somebody else something's happening <laughs> but um i don't know yeah like, i and i mean it's and also like i mean this is like my experience you know like as as a latino person but like i i there's things that i just personally can't fathom because i'm a guy you know and uh-huh. i'm trying to sort of like i'm slowly starting to realize these things through you know like um there's this article I was reading about Sofia Coppola, who's uh, and we're gonna take a take a break. All right, uh, I I want to apologize. Uh, I'm sorry that that happened. Um, the uh, SD card uh ran out of memory, <laughs> and uh, I had to switch it out. But yeah, we're back. We're back. So what I was saying about uh Sofia Coppola before um before it stopped. Is that 
Sofia Coppola is the daughter, for those who don't know who she is, she is the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola, the director of the Godfather movies, and she also was an actress in in uh, the third movie. She was the daughter of Michael. And She's a little girl? Yeah. Okay. She was the teenager. Okay. And she was heavily scrutinized. Why? Yeah, she was heavily scrutinized. She was like, like, who the fuck like, is this kid, yo? She was like, her performance is bad. She yeah, she was getting a lot of scrutiny. She's a child. <laughs> she was like her performance is bad. She was just there because of her dad. Um, yeah, she was. I mean, probably. This movie, know. it's okay. <laughs> but also, like, they were just—they're practically just doing character assassination on her, and I—I I feel like, and a lot of it had to do also with how she looked and how she presented herself. How does she look and how does she present herself? I don't remember Godfather thing. I mean, just like like in the in the in the aspect of like being feminine. You know oh, I mean? okay. You she, know, just like like she got more scrutiny because she was a woman on screen. Oh, okay. Or like Damn, she was being really? a girl and, you know, doing doing different types of things. And she was just, she got a lot of scrutiny for it. And I was like reading about it. And then, and then she also, then she later in her career, she uh, went less from acting more to directing and writing. And... I mean, she uh, made this movie that we sort of talked about a little bit. Um, Spider-Man movie. Uh, Sophia. Um, she made uh, Mary Antoinette and Lost in Translation. And I mean, she was and she also did The Virgin Suicides. Okay. And she, there was a lot of scrutiny on her movies because of femininity. Really? I just didn't like Mary Antoinette that much. <laughs> I thought it was kind of <laughs> <But>, boring. <laughs> I mean, from... The reviews that I was seeing, it was like, oh, this is childish. Oh, this is, uh, you know, this is just too feminine. This oh. is too bright. The colors do pastels. They're, it just doesn't look, like, aesthetically pleasing for, you know, how a movie has to look and stuff like that. I, can and, I just say, like, critics sometimes really ruin the, like, artistry behind movies because I feel like... <clears throat> if it were left up to like Hollywood critics, not just like, you know, people who write critics for like reviews for fun, but like if it was left up to Hollywood critics, I think every single movie would be colored like the Joker with like the shadows and like the dual, you know, and I feel like there would just be a very muted color palette and you have to have like that somber orchestral music with trumpets to like, it, everything would be like Taxi Driver and like Joker and like those Oscar to the next foreshadowing everything would be that (laughs) same vibe and it just like if someone comes out with like pastels and like completely throws like whatever out the window and just kind of does their own thing and does like something experimental you know what i i i disagree i i slightly no a lot of times I i agree with you i agree with you completely but in the same way i feel like women directors i feel like get more shit for no they it. definitely do because like ari aster good example horrible movies yo okay fucking i presu- i don't hate the movies fucking i like midsummer i thought it was cool fucking trash but like movies. all that paganism that's a little too much if a me. woman had made that y'all would not be watching that movie i'm just saying that i mean you would not be watching that movie you'd be like who the fuck is heather greenlee and why does she direct midsummer and it's or like trash. or like uh you know softy brothers they made yeah untra- I mean, like, uncharted. <laughs> uncharted uh, yeah they made a good time and uncut gems like 
it's it's really it's it's they're great movies they're, they're great very movies. objectively they're very well made the direction like the directing the actors Shuskis. is great but the thing is if they were made by female directors you never know would they have had the same level of accolades as they do in a, you never know. Well, actually, I feel like if they had made something, if a, if a woman had made something like, let's say I made Uncut Gems. If I had made Uncut Gems, I feel like there would be a lot of like, okay, well, so she's she's black. So like, this must be a metaphor for something. You know, like that sort of thing. <laughs> Trying to dig, like, you mean like they're trying to dig Yeah, they'd be like the, ma- like, they'd be like, yo, Adam Sandler's character is a representation of the black community and how we like try to like triumph <laughs> and how we keep getting beat down and then the end we all die. Like, yeah, it would just over, over overanalyzing the fuck overkill. out of it. I'd be like, no, nah, I just want to make a crazy movie, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> I just yeah, want to like, make Bicycle Thief, but like modern, so. And that's, I feel like, I mean, we. There's a fair representation. I hate I hate the fact that like just anybody can go in and review the like review movies just yeah. like that. But I also really like it for the fact that there's a real say on what people think about it. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, a lot because of times because it's I mean, and it, sometimes it brings like very awful things to light, like sort of what Sofia Coppola has has had yeah. to go through and stuff like that, and um and like uh, Whitney Cummings with the show she made. But the thing is, with these different with those different examples you can sort of tell like what you have to do because the thing is i feel like these critics don't like to take into account or just like people in general don't take into account because like we're just like so stuck with our own like biases like racially and culturally that we we forget like everybody's creative everybody who is in this field and who wrote a script doesn't matter if it's good or bad or direct something doesn't matter if it's good or bad they are creative and they have something creative in them and that's not limited by their race their gender their color whatever like nicholas cage is her cousin is she damn (laughs) maybe that's why the movies do um i mean but But yeah no that's what i'm trying to say is basically like Everybody, everybody who's in these industry, or at least trying to make it, they're trying to make something particular to themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah, sometimes I was uh, reading a story by McKee, by Robert McKee, and then he said, um, he said, um, in an ideal world, art and politics should never cross, but in the world that we currently live, they cannot keep their hands uh they cannot keep the hands uh off of each other which i think it's really it makes a lot of sense and because of that because like people do input a lot of politics and stuff like that into their movie and not like i i don't mean politics as in like you know like government i mean politics as in you know commercial versus artistry and like that type of like you know like binary perceptions yeah i mean they've been doing that since like the since like but the, the thing 40s is, if, when people you made sub, movies if you subtract the aspect of, of politics and it's just like what it's do you just have? art i mean what is that the art comes from commentary so i don't understand how that would even be possible guy what does it what does that actually mean like his quote in because how can you have art without politics i don't I think art is a product of politics. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't uh, referring to uh, politics as it was. It's, it's separate from uh, commentary. It's it's more to do with like you know commercial versus artistic. Um, he used some other examples, but I can't I can't I I can't, I can't place them in my head. 
but it had more to do with the aspects of how people sort of perceive oh is it like leave your like racism at home like <laughs> yeah so yeah sort of like that like it's it's sort of more like the perception people take from the art form oh like okay leave your personal politics at home exactly we're like here to work yeah. on this and yeah. like this is what we're doing okay i see but i mean and and that's i'm pretty sure he that's what he was trying to come across too because I mean, like in in the form that he, in 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 his book story, he was talking about how um, you to make art, uh, universal archetypes and uh, everything like that. Uh, he was referring to like yeah, it's it's good to have sort of that aspect of commentary, yeah, and like personal experience and like write about what you know and what you lived through. Not, not exactly a, each individual experience, but like the emotions that you carried throughout. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, keep politics out of it, as in your biases yeah and that is i feel like that is also reminiscent of the audience and something the audience should do actively which is a lot harder to execute because everybody has biases everyone has biases and it's a really 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 hard thing to get rid of but at the same time it's if you subtract the biases you have and you subtract sort of the politics away from the art especially when it comes to a movie you you're really just left with you know, like, something good, like, anybody could have made a good time, I mean, not not to say anybody could have made the movie, but to say, like, if anybody made the movie, they would have had the same recognition that these people had. Yeah. In the Softy Brothers. Like, an objective. Exactly. I actually think that someone should, you know, write under a pseudonym and see what happens. You know. I was thinking of maybe getting a pseudonym. What's your pseudonym? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Okay. But I mean, you can't is, tell it, me but it's the, a pseudonym. But the, the, the thing is, or not really a pseudonym, more like, uh, you know, what's it called when artists have different names? My yeah. Artist name? Or something you just like made that. your name Mike White instead of Michael <laughs> But that's, 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 I was thinking of, I mean, that's also like a cultural thing or not a cultural thing. Just like, just like an aspect of like, just not being, not being white. Or I, I remember very distinctly one of my first, one of the first reason because I for for a really long time I was like when I get on screen or when I, when I make a movie I'm gonna I'm gonna put like artistic name I'm gonna put like a different name it's gonna be like Michael something, or you know just change my name completely, and then uh, we're in colloquium at my school, and for those who don't know colloquium is basically where everybody film colloquium is basically where. All the film majors from the school we go to convene, and they're there. It's like a seminar. It's like yeah, it's it's like a seminar. It's sort of we have like different things that happen, like meetings, speakers, and stuff like that. And this is no way, shape, or form directed towards the school and the institution at all. But this is just sort of how it is. And I remember I stood up. I can't remember what I was talking about, but I remember I said something. I introduced myself. I think it was introducing the podcast actually, and. I said, hi, my name is Michael Ardizabal. And I pronounced it like that. And a lot of people giggled and laughed uh, at me pronouncing my name correctly. Correctly. <laughs> and I thought at, at that moment, I, I mean, I got, I mean, I got, I got flustered. I feel, I felt embarrassed. I, what I is mean, your name? I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's my name, but that's at the same time, because, of, because I felt, I felt like embarrassed for it. I was like that. And that moment, at that moment, I realized I'm not going to change it. 
Oh, yeah, no. I was like, I'm not going to change it. Fuck you. Pronounce my name. (laughs) I was like, no. It's like, it's your problem if you don't pronounce my name. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, that's, that's sort of the, those sort of little things are the things that you, I feel like people that have to deal with, like, not being a white guy on screen have to deal with. Yeah. And it's not, like, the big issues that you have to carry. It's the, the very little things that a commute, that, like build up inside you yeah it's because very few people i feel like are outwardly racist very few what do you mean like very few people that you will come across in life unless you live like in Vita or texas or something like that i don't know i don't know but i feel like very few people are, are going to be outwardly rude and racist to you like you know if i go somewhere it's more so gonna be like oh like is that your real hair or like oh like so did you grow up in japan or oh like when i was a kid it used to be like do you eat raw fish every day or like do you eat cats and stuff like that so it's more so like stuff like that that's not like you don't know it's like ignorance it's not really like oh like fucking like you know nigga like you know it's not that yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's I mean, and it's, I mean, this is it's purely like, re- also, like, very much prevalent in the film industry. Because, like, yeah. most people, most people would be, like, if, if they, if, if for example, um, if there's a, a, a show or a movie, like, about, you know, black culture or something. I can't, I can't think of an example on the top of my head. But, and then the, all the writers were just white guys. Just white guys in their 40s or something. Mm-hmm. And then you, you would say, like. You'd say, like, that's racist, or not racist, or you just be like, that's, you know, bad. You're falsely representing a group of people. I'd be like, be like, oh, I'm not racist. Yeah. Like, I'm not racist. Very I, and they'd be, and like, I, they'd be like, I'm doing my job. Yeah, and, no, and you know, a lot of times, like, they're and not be like, racist, and they're, but they're you're also, still they're, wrong. There's also justification for it, because they would be, not justification for that, but justification, like, they the way that they would justify it would be like, but we're talking about it. Yeah, but I mean, there's just, about, like, I think that a lot of times, like I've noticed with white people that a lot of times they have, there's a certain fragility there where they're just very, very defensive. Like, I don't really know what it is, but I think the topic of race, especially in this country with its literal 300 year history, uh, like, it's just a very sensitive, it's more sensitive for white people than it is, I feel like, anybody else that lives here. Um, but yeah, they're just so defensive. So if, if you even like were to be like, oh, like, you know, because I had, okay, someone called me Oriental. And so I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, that's not racist, but it's not the 60s. So exactly. you can just say Asian or you can say Japanese, East Asian oriental is or a it's, bit it's like you people, know people also in the states they'll be like they, they don't see black people or they'll they'll like oh. whisper they'll like they'll like scared of seeing it they'll, they'll be, be like, like, black. like it's like no you can say black it's like that it's nothing bad about the, bro i'm black the, the, the bad thing is if you like if you whisper it like that's the yeah, issue it's weird it's like no like if you talk about oh, there's a black guy you know yeah he's black so yeah, it's like I'm yes, black. that's that is a thing. That you don't have to whisper. You don't have it is to, not a secret. You don't have to be like the 
African-American person. It's no, I'd rather just say black. It is what it is. You don't have to be afraid of saying the word black. It's like they there's a lot of tiptoeing on eggshells. But at the same time, they're very defensive if you are ever like, oh, wait, like there's a better way to say this or there's a better way to like go about talking about this subject. Or there's just a a wall that goes up and it's like, whoa, 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 I'm not racist. And it's It's like, I know you're not racist. I'm just trying to tell you because what they don't realize is like, as a white person, you live in a completely different bubble than everybody else in the country because you're a white. It doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter. Like, you might be able to relate a little bit better um, depending on your circumstance, depending on where you live, depending on, you know, whatever. But at the same time, you're white. And I've seen firsthand a lot of times just like, oh, like, y'all just live in a different bubble. I mean, you know, there's people... I like talk with my friends who are white and like we communicate a lot and but there's a lot of people that never do that and that don't have friends of color and they just have no idea what's happening so yeah they have no idea what's happening and then they want to advocate for things and then if they're wrong about it or if they want to write it the wrong way they're extremely defensive and so it's just kind of like annoying because this is an important subject and we want to correct the representation. We want more people to be on screen and no one is saying like, oh, and like... The issue, the issue with this is specifically in the industry is like, yes, these aren't inherently bad things that... I mean, there are things that could be corrected and because of this like cultural defense that like white people have, yeah. you in the industry, you really have to tiptoe your way through it. Yeah, it's because really if, if annoying. Because if somebody calls me like calls me a mexican or something on set and they have and they have authority over me i i i know that you know you have culturally, to like not make a big deal about exactly it. <laughs> because if you do and you're like hey actually i'm honduran and they're like oh well, i'm not racist even, i'm not racist i just didn't know I didn't exactly know. <laughs> and they they even if i i i mean i if i say something like that and i didn't mean it by a negative connotation they they and they they take it by a negative connotation they they have power over me you know what yeah I mean? like there there is an issue there where you like you know you grow apart in that sense like they, it's 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 a very delicate ecosystem i'd yeah, say or not weird. even an ecosystem at all because like you you don't have the ability to correct in some ways because yeah. most people that have power or authority in the industry are white men yeah. which get heavily defensive or the white people in general that get heavily defensive. Yeah, and it's a lot of times it's them. it's because they're embarrassed that they have these internal like I think I was talking to someone they were older <clears throat> and they were taught they were like, Yeah, like you know, what do you think about people that have like, you know, like neon green hair and stuff like that? And we were just like, I mean, it's it's pretty, so I don't really care. <laughs> if the wig looks good, then it looks good. So whatever. They were just kind of like, yeah, I think it's like, you know, I see these girls walking around. I think it's just a little, I don't know. It's just a little trashy. I'm just kind of like, okay, but, you know, why do you think that, you know? And then I showed her, no, she, she was talking about black people because black people started that. Um, but FaceTime. But, you know, black people started the whole bright colored wigs thing. Um, but I showed her a picture of Kylie Jenner because she also did it. A long time ago she was like oh well i mean it's not bad i'm just like so it's just like those little small things it's just like you think it's like it looks bad on one person but you think it looks good on another person there's obviously like a color thing there 
um, stuff like that. It's just like, and if you were to call that out, it would just be like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not racist. It's like, no, you're probably not racist, but you have like internal biases built up that, you know, black people wearing dreads is like trashy. But, you know, if you if they're like stoners or whatever, if you see like a white person doing, oh, it's like pretty, whatever. So, you know, stuff like that. That you know that's it's built in, and if you like, people don't want to be called out on it, but at the same time they want to be called out on it. At the same time they want to talk about it, but they don't want to talk. They want to talk about it on their terms. They want to post their like little. Things. That's the, so that's like, that's mainly the issue. Is it's that very it, annoying. It's all on their terms. It's, it's all, all on, on their terms. terms. So there's and, no real communication happening there, and it's and just, that's the issue, right? Because I mean, every this all has to do with communicate. Because yeah, if you if. If you're able to communicate fairly with anybody in the industry and you're like actually like be in the same playing field and be like of eye level with everybody, the jobs that people would have would probably be different. Yeah. But... I mean, like at, not the jobs, but like the people working in those jobs would probably be different. <laughs> there needs to be like an HR or like a diversity coach like on set. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> you know, how, like corporations have it. They they need that because diversity hires yeah they do it's just like because you know it's just, it's just annoying it's like it's but okay for you to you be feel, wrong don't you feel like that or like because normally companies that have diversity hires no 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 coaches like, sorry diversity coaches or like a designated like person in hr to get more diverse people or like get no, more no, no, like a diversity coach i feel like on set in my head the function would be like if you're working let's say like you're working on set half of your set is I'm just going to say Japanese. If half of your says Japanese and you're American, there's a cultural thing happening there. And like the, you Japanese people do certain things that, uh, we don't do in America. There's, there's a, there's a barrier there. There might be, you know, there's a language barrier. There's a cultural barrier. We're completely like two different cultures. There's, so there's this thing though. I, I don't know if it's from outside the States. I talked about this with Maggie last episode. Not, not a lot, but slightly. <laughs> Um, where, and I know this happens in every state because the union requires it that at least, I think it's 50% or the percentage varies per state, but certain amount of people of your set, like below the line workers have to be, have to be from that area. Yeah. Because if not, if not only people from LA would be coming and going everywhere. And the thing is. I mean, yeah, That's you're good. hiring locals, but also, is is there diversity actually happening there? You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't. It, it might not be because just be, it's the rule is that they have to be local. I mean, there's white people here. You could just hire white <clears throat> people from the area. You don't have to hire anyone that's black. So, even though we're like predominantly a black city, I think maybe I we were at one point. I don't know, but. No, like back to the diversity thing. I think there should be someone there to ha- as like maybe as extra as it seems. Like there should be someone there so that you can communicate well. Like if if half the set was Japanese, you were working with J- like Japanese people to do some movie about like I don't know, Rashomon Modern again, you know, a, re- a remake or something. Um, yeah, just so that you can have good communication, you don't accidentally offend that person. You know, if, like it's like oh, if you walk into the room take your shoes off and that's what because that's what japanese people do and so you have that communication then you can avert things like that so like i feel like if sets had a diversity coach if you hire you know 
black people on your set, you can't be touching their hair. Like, it's not good. So you should have a diversity coach there to be like, hey, don't touch black people's hair. It just reminds Stuff me like of, that. Um, um, I, I can't remember who was talking about this, but there's somebody talking about this, about uh, Bruce Lee in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. That, um, there was, you know, how they, uh, Bruce Lee's daughter, I can't remember her name, she was... She was saying that the portrayal of her dad was, you know, not the same. Like, he was not the guy. Like, he was not the way Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino portrayed him to be. Like, he was super cocky. He was uh, just, like, condescending in that way. Treated people poorly. Who Bruce Lee did? Yeah. In that, real that, life? N- but here's the thing. Like, that's the way that's the way that uh, Quentin Tarantino portrayed him in Once Upon a Time Hollywood. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's not. He's... But here's here's the kicker, though. He, Quentin Tarantino, in order to do research, he wanted, I mean, he, I mean, likes doing research because he likes being faithful to the characters and the people on screen. And he, what he did is he talked to people on set. Yeah. He talked, and most of those people are predominantly white guys. And uh-huh. if they, if there, if it would be a, a white guy doing these stunts, what Bruce Lee is doing, they'd be like, oh, he's just good at his craft. He just uh-huh. knows his worth. Yeah. But because Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee was an Asian stunt guy, an Asian actor that did his own stunts, he was like, oh, he's cocky. Mm-hmm. Oh, he shouldn't be that way. He should be more... Because of the cultural biases yeah. and implications of like, oh, he's Asian. He should be more reserved or, or these these type of connotations. But that's... And that's how they talked about him. Bro, the people stunts on set. were crazy. So honestly, I'm like, I'd be cocky as fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, fuck with me, bitch. That's the, that's the thing because there's different levels of association yeah there is like if um i mean if if a, if if there's a guy director and he's being really strict with everybody on set he was like go do this thing now he's being like okay he's not taking shit like he's strict but if a, if if there's a female director and she did the, the exact same thing he'd be like she's bitchy today yeah who did a Tenant was directed by uh why am I blank Christopher Nolan. If, bro, <laughs> Christopher if Christopher Nolan, Nolan, Nolan was a woman if it was Christina Nolan and you heard that Christina Nolan did not let you have a um let you sit down on set. Be like she's a tyrant. Bro, she's a tyrant. She's fucking crazy. That bitch is Call crazy. HR. We're calling lawyers. But because it's Christopher Nolan, everyone's like, oh like, no, oh, like, he, like he really cares about ha- making sure people like. If Christopher Nolan said you have to walk on your hands and if you want to be on my set. Like, everybody oh, be no, like, let me, let me train, stretch. Let me stretch. It's to train my mental stability on set. Make it's, sure I'm flexible. He's so wise. He's so wise. He's, he's so wise. He, he he's so wise. He knows exactly what's going. Bro, if it was a girl, I'd be like, what the fuck you mean I gotta walk on my head, bitch? I wanna sit down, bro. Bro, if she was black, bro, I feel like people would be like, okay, I'm not not racist, but like, that nigga crazy. Like, you know? <laughs> but that's the thing. That, I mean, like, that is the thing. Because, Shit, like, that would be happening. I swear to God. Because there's not, there, we. But that's, you know, privilege. That's, yeah, exactly. That's what but that like, is. The, they, there is. You know the different connotation for different people. Yeah, and I mean that's it's good because you have all of these different voices, and as long as they all get listened to, then you have a better picture of what's happening. True. As opposed to, like you know, Quentin Tarantino's representation of Bruce Lee was funny, but it it might not. He could okay. He could have been a completely cocky bastard. I've met actors who I thought were great, and they were so rude. So it could have been that, 
Or maybe he was just your this guy and he was just chilling and he just didn't talk to anybody because he felt like he didn't really need to and he just did his stunts and then he went home. You never know. You know, maybe he was having a bad day that time that they saw him on set, but you never know. And you're never going to know because Bruce Lee's literally dead. Yeah. Um, but that's why you have all of these different people that you can like talk to, and that's why you have all of these different portrayals of that person because you get to, you know, figure out for yourself what they are and what they did and how they were. <clears throat> and that's, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's the thing. Like, it's, I mean, the thing is communication. especially it's communication. The, especially this, in this industry, like, or- Orwell said, like, you know, like, a director needs an army and, like, these army of people <clears throat> that are there, like, they all have to communicate effectively. And especially when it comes to, like, diversity or it comes to, like, this and that, it's, there's, like, so many different things that, um, that you have to take into account like what people's perceptions of you are and yeah. what the, what your perception of other people are and taking into account like other things you also have to be it's, very careful when you pers- like uh portray other people especially with that especially with that <clears throat> because like you have to take into account like i i do feel like I mean, like, yeah, it was funny and everything, and I, I mean, I liked, I liked the patrol boost yeah. movie. Yeah, at the same time, because I, of, I thought it was fun, but a lot of people who watched that movie might have been born in 20, 2002 have no idea who Bruce Lee is. Exactly, they'd just be like, "This is just a cocky son guy." Yeah, you know, like he looks like an ass. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, Fucking also like, talking to, only to people who were on set is not probably it's the not best thing. The best thing. I mean, yeah, so like, like <clears> because, I mean, if. Uh, Bruce Lee's daughter said this then clearly you know Quentin Tarantino didn't like address or take into consideration what she thought of her dad or you know how he was at home or outside of work yeah which also has a lot to do with like building a character you know like everything outside of what can be seen especially I mean in on set yeah because like the movie of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has to be has takes place on a set <clears throat> but the thing is what was my train thought <laughs> oh i hate when that happens i mean it, it was a fun it's a fun parody it, you know <clears throat> because it is your movie it's your parody it doesn't always have to be you know so truthful but i guess whenever you make a work of art you just what you end up doing is up to you but you always have to be like mindful of you know all of the different factors i don't like people who just make things and are very careless about it because you have to at the end of the day like you have to be careful. Like, D.W. Griffith's of Birth Nation portrayal of black people, horrible for the black community. People were pissed. And then a lot of white people have no, in the North. And I can't have, believe that was like the first major <clears throat> that motion was, picture. It won, didn't, it, it won an Oscar, right? I'm pretty sure yeah, it won, it won an, Oscar. an Oscar. It won an Oscar? It's some crazy shit. Awful. Like that. It was, uh, it's, it's just, you know, a good movie, but racist okay like if it wasn't black people in the movie and it wasn't the kkk it probably would be a great epic about whatever but you know and if everyone's like oh technically like he had so many it was like such a long it was action scenes and fight scenes and it's just technically like nobody's so good. made a movie this long before nobody made a movie like this long before the, it was like it's like a, the greatest feat of like epic, motion picture. you know it's a silent it's film historic. but it's like a, it's a it's a fucking cinematic ma- you know Whatever, but at the end of the day, the way he portrayed black people was awful for the black community, especially because he screened the movie up north where those people have no idea what's going on in the south. 
And literally, I'm pretty sure the average consumer does not do research. Pretty sure they watch the movie and we're like, yeah, so if you go to the and South. And also, you can't really do a lot of research at that time. No, you can't. <laughs> so it's just like, you just watch it and you take it in. And if you keep watching things, then you take them. So it's like, <clears throat> you grew up watching, you know, black criminals on news. Then you're just like, oh, yeah, like black men that look like that are criminals. And that's why you walk to the, on the other side of the street and it's stuff like that. So the medium that you put out to such a large audience you have to be careful about what you do because you're if you're representing a community especially it can be horrible for the community if you represent them wrong like yeah no birth of the nations let's not let's not do it (laughs) well thank you for coming on this episode thank you for having me like (laughs) we're gonna do another episode (laughs) uh do you want to plug something real quick um not really but i guess uh, i have a podcast called maya and sam on the phone it's maya and sam otp um we talk about you know issues in the black community we talk about anime we talk about movies we talk about games we talk about whatever the fuck we feel like talking about so you know it's kind of that it's my best friend we do it together uh we're gonna pick episodes back up because i think he finally got his equipment in the mail um so yeah if you want to check that out yeah just follow me on instagram um he'll probably tag me so all right thank you for everybody that's listening to the episode um i just want to remind everybody that our instagram actually our instagram changed because i may or may not have forgot the password for the last one (laughs) um it's uh now it's at the film for thought show and you can also follow us on twitter uh at underscore film for thought and we also have a twitch that we're going to be streaming there real soon games that's going to be really fun yeah games yeah um and you can follow us on twitch at the film for thought show as well thank you so much for listening to this episode and yeah see you on the next time peace peace